Pass Edge Radio. Commence broadcast in three, two, one. You're listening to The Edge. Everything bass fishing coming to you worldwide from MegaWare Kill Guard Studios. This is another episode of Bass Edge Radio. That's right, Aaron. We are here on May 1st, 2019 with another fantastic episode. I'm looking forward to it, bro. Oh, me too. I'm always looking forward, Kurt, to when I get to spend time at the mic with you talking about fishing. But of course, only half of that was true. But I tell you something that is 100% true, and that is the quality <laughs> of products that our friends at MegaWare Keel Guard have from the Scuff Buster to the Flex Step to the Skate Guard, and of course, the first do-it-yourself keel protector that protects your boat from grinding sand, abrasive rocks, and concrete boat ramps. Be sure to visit them at keelguard.com. Kurt, you've been uh, Chickamauga. Is that uh, correct? I am Chickamauga as we speak, and uh, I am here looking to re-solidify my contention for the Angler of the Year standings. I have had a couple of nasty hiccups, Aaron. Grand Lake Day 2? Mm-mm. No good. And uh, then went to Cherokee and day two. No good. Funny thing is, after day one in both events, I was in 65th place, kind of hanging right in there at the check contention and, you know, better than basically a third of the field. So uh, feeling good about how things were going. And um, man, just lost fish has been a magnum plague these last two events. Not that I've lost 12 fish or seven fish or whatever, but, you know, these events have been so tough, Grand Lake in specific, that, uh, you know, one loss, three and a half pounder was like the difference between 35, 40 spots. Then uh, went to Cherokee. Weights were crazy tight. Man, I don't know if you got to see that event, but the amount of fish that we caught at Lake Cherokee was unfreaking believable. And uh, the difference between, you know, an 11 pound bag and a 14 pound bag was night and day, literally about 50 to 70 spots in the standings. And uh, unfortunately, day two, I came in the lower half of that process. I think I had just under 11 pounds. And so again, cost me some spots. I'm sitting 40 points out of the cup going into Chickamauga events. I'm ready to get back into it. I got two events to go. So I got Chickamauga. Then we have a long break. Be able to talk about Chickamauga on a later episode. And then I've got the Lake Champlain. So uh, happy to be in contention to make the cup with two events remaining. Oh yeah. Always a good place. And I think when you consider that and what's going on, I hate to say it, I kind of feel your pain. I came off of a two-day tournament to where it only took nine pounds to get a check so and that's with a 13 inch length limit so anyway wow. the uh you know this time of year too I, I do think you know when you're talking about lost fish and and things like that do you believe that it's because the fish or the water temperature is warming and i mean you know some of these fish are just like hooking into a peacock bass you know i mean it's they are just full of themselves so to have them on to figure out a bite like you did i think you've got to take some victory from that yeah i agree wholeheartedly and i think your assessment about the peacock bass craziness is exactly right. Fish are, are fired up this time of year, and when they get hooked, they're trying to get off. And, and uh, unless you execute properly, and and sometimes it's not even a matter of execution; just things just don't go your way, and that's part of the game. So um, we move on, and we dismiss it, and we worry about the next bite. That's the best thing that we should all do. 
Aaron, I know that you had a tough event, but you got some cool thing going. You're overseas, Switzerland. Yeah, yeah, and I, w- I can't can't say that I'm actually uh, fishing in Lake Geneva because um, my understanding no bass fishing. Yeah, conference? yeah. There's no no bass fishing conference. <laughs> I don't even. I have not been able to find any bass in the lake. Of course, it's a glacier lake, uh, cold snow melt. But they do have some other species, and my French is not good enough to be able to pass that on of what those species <laughs> are. But yeah, investment conference. Uh, it's been a great time and beautiful, beautiful country that's awesome make sure you send us some pics so we can uh post them up on social people want to know what switzerland looks like here and there especially a lake of course you know even though it's not bass fishing all fishing's fun right oh absolutely i just keep thinking about seeing you on one of these mountainsides with one of those long horns you know dancing to the sound of music so but anyway. <laughs> yeah. not gonna happen this trip buddy but uh hey nonetheless we are gonna move into our protect the harvest tackle tip y'all stay tuned bass edge radio continues on protecttheharvest.com tackle tip with FLW Tour Pro, Joseph Webster. Hey guys, you know, one of my favorite ways to fish is to throw a small swim bait. It's just more natural. You know, a lot of the fish are not eating big gizzard shad, they're eating small shad. And, you know, one of my favorite things to do is throw like a 3.3 Kitek. And me and 4 before Jigs has kind of come up with a little swim bait head that's like a 316 quarter. And it's got a little uh, screw lock head on there with a little two alt hook. And while we put a two alt hook in there, everybody thinks you got to have a big hook you don't but you the bigger the hook is the further it gets back on the tail of the swim bait and it affects the tail action and the two alt hook is up on the swim bait a little more and you know fish just they're gonna get the whole swim bait anyway and you know that just falls back into why you lose fish with a small swim bait hook maybe you got a big too heavy of a rod or something like that but small swim baits is probably my favorite you can always go to them fish always eat shad and that's just one of my favorite ways to fish and you know you can fish them deep off bluff banks anything like that you just kind of got to figure out where the fish are and those fish are going to eat shad in the small swim bait you can always put some fish in the box that's a great tip joseph to protect the harvest.com tackle tip with joseph wester that's what it's to a pro First by land and now by sea. For years, Lucas Oil has been a staple in high-performance vehicles on both the road and track. Now, from the makers of Lucas Oil comes Lucas Marine products, specifically engineered for marine applications. Protect and lubricate your marine inboard, outboard, or high-performance boat with Lucas Marine Engine Oil or Lucas Synthetic-Based Oil. Learn more about the complete line of Lucas Oil and marine products. Visit lucasoil.com. Nitro Performance Bass Boats. Get pro-level performance with the Nitro Z18, the official boat of Major League Fishing. The Z18, with its nimble handling and versatility, sports many of the features in the larger boats in the line, like a Guardian Livewell, a heavily insulated cooler, dual 8-foot rod storage, and our smooth and fast NVT hull. Every Nitro boat is laid out to do one thing very well, catch fish. Enormous front decks up to 45 square feet on the Z21 allow maximum mobility when battling unruly bass and feature low-profile gunnels for ease of skipping, pitching, flipping, or landing fish. Nitro Performance Bass Boats, pure fishing machines. Aaron, as always, I see you trotting around with high rollers in the industry and uh, such is the case understand you had a nice little visit with uh, a former Bass Edge sponsor, Arden Reels, Mr. Mike Brooks. 
That's right. That's right. Um, you know, there's a lot of changes over there, obviously. And he called me up. Uh, it was a couple of weeks ago, I guess. And we grabbed lunch and uh, had a good conversation kind of just on the uh, growth and really involvement of Ardent and kind of where they're at and um, certainly back in a big way within the reel market. Got to put my hands on both the C-Force bait casting reel and also the spinning reel. Looking forward to making a few casts with them, but it's always good to just reconvene with uh, players in the sport you know, Kurt, and, and to hear what's going on with them and, and all the real cleaning products and the, and the many things the that they have. Yeah, the butter. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And they have some new things that's coming out, too. I, I, well, I want to throw back real quick. I remember the XS1000. I think that was one of their uh, original reels back in the, I don't know, what was that, like 07, 08 yeah, time Yeah, frame? it was about but, uh, yeah. 13, 14 years ago. Of course, we had many of those on the show, and, you know, you can still throw those things a, a mile and certainly. I was going to say, those things cast in a mile, dude. Those did get the lure out. No question about it. Yeah, so it's good to see and, and certainly still one of, if not the only, three-year warranty on their products. So wish them all the best and, and it was great catching up with them. You know, speaking of a couple weeks ago, Kurt, uh, we had a scenario and I'd really like to get your thought on it because I always like looking at the business part of our sport. And we had one week where there were three winners, three separate winners winners on three separate tournament circuits. So I'm going to play devil's advocate here. How does anyone get their due recognition as well as their sponsors, you know, before it's just hurry up and load up and onto the next event and it's just lost out there in kind of cyberspace, you know, always before somebody wins it. I mean, you know, you at least had a week kind of in the spotlight by yourself. Yeah, Aaron, I couldn't agree more. So, you know, you had the Chickamauga Major League Fishing Bass Pro Tour events. You had the Lake Cherokee FLW Tour events. And then you had the Winya Bay BASS Elite Series event, all in the same week. Of course, I was fishing one of those, and I'm a fanatic. I watch it all. And you're exactly right, Aaron. You know, the due diligence that an angler gets when he performs at a high level, and, and not even just the winner. Let's take Take the top five anglers, right? You always get the uh, media. Sure. What are the top five patterns? What are the top five anglers using? What baits and techniques are uh, producing? And we as educators and as consumers of that product, it's impossible to process all that stuff. So a good finish, a new rising technique can get lost in the mix so quickly. I think it affects the manufacturers. It certainly affects the anglers. It affects their branding. It affects their worthiness of sponsorship dollars because the manufacturer is not getting the same bang for the buck that they were getting last year, the year before last. So hopefully, Aaron, moving forward, the industry can get this figured out, specifically the organizations. And and I know that they've tried to work together in the past, but it's not been a bigger issue in my mind as it is right now right now in today's environment. And um, it's not just one time that that's happening this year. It's several times that's happened this year. So um, something needs to be looked at. I think something needs to be done. And um, I don't know what to do or how to do it or get people together. We've seen some folks mention that they'd love to get together with everybody and kind of work it out because it, it is to the benefit of the industry. It's the benefit of the manufacturers, the benefit to the anglers, and it's the benefit to the organizations. So uh, everybody's got nothing to lose by working together. So uh, hopefully you can do it. But uh, man, huge congrats to Andy Morgan <laughs> for winning the Chickamauga MLFB 
GPT event. Andrew Upshaw taking the W at the FLW Tour Cherokee event. And then Stetson Blaylock over there with the BASS Elite Series on Winya Bay taking the W. So um, congrats to those guys. And that's what I see as great stuff for the fanatics, but hard to process all the info. What's your take on it, Aaron? Yeah, I could not agree more. I mean, the sport is kind of based upon and what has historically made the sport tick, you know, has been able to take like you speak of the top five patterns and talk about their gear and talk about the baits and really give us the readers, listeners, viewers time to process that and then hopefully plug that into our own fishing style to go out and try and replicate that. And right now with just a massive amount of information that's coming out, makes me wonder if it's not going to become more regionalized to where you just have the individuals that perhaps live in that area on that particular body of water or perhaps going there in the near future of segmenting the media. But you know what? I don't know. And and like we've always said, uh, we're not in the tournament business. We're <laughs> right. in the education business. We're going to do our best to try to uh, represent and pull the tidbits of information from all the circuits and see where it goes. That's about all we can do. That's right. And we got a great angler lined up in the Major League Fishing Bass Pro Tour angler that has to be one of the fan favorites. We got Mr. Watson on the line. Hang tight. Bass Edge Radio is going to return for the Lucas Oil Angler Spotlight. Hey, Bass Edge Nation. This is Mark Lassane. I'm BASS Pro, Brandon Card. I'm Jordan Lee. This is FLW Tour Champion, Andrew Upshaw. I'm Chad Hoover with Kayak Bass and TV, and you are chilling with Bass Edge Radio. Know the importance of protecting your investments, so why use anything else other than the original and toughest DIY keel protector for your boat? MegaWare Keel Guard. Grinding sand, abrasive rocks, and concrete ramps are no match for our exclusive contoured edge and patented technology. MegaWare Keel Guard keel protectors are made tough and made to stick. Their do-it-yourself installation takes less than an hour, providing the longest-lasting, most dependable keel protection for your boat, guaranteed for life. Developed specifically by boat builders, offering the best keel protection in the industry. Also for MegaWare Keel Guard, Skeg Guard, Flex Step Pro, and Pontoon Guard. So give your boat the performance edge. Put on the protection the pros pick. MegaWare Keel Guard. The Major League Fishing Bass Pro Tours, four events into 2019, actually on the cusp of their fifth as we speak. Anglers have qualified for the first two cup events and set some standards and where things will need to be when Red Crest invitations are redeemed. With four events remaining on the schedule, it's time for anglers that have had a rough go to turn their fortunes around and make hay in the latter part of the season. Bass Edge is happy to have no-nonsense MLF professional angler worldwide, James MF Watson. <laughs> Breathe it down uh, for us today, James. What's up, my man? Well, you you did, Dove. Broke it down to the <laughs> downtown Brown down. Right, but hey, if you ever you hey you need you need a traveling announcer, MC guy. I'm applying. Hey, you know your way around the boat. You could serve as a bass caddy too, couldn't you? Yeah, I could do bass caddying. I can a PR, you know, just overall entrances. I'm real good at entrances. Like we got it for you worldwide. James MF Watson, clear the area, clear the area. Can you play the drums? Um yeah, dude, I can do drums. His drum beats to a totally different beat, my friend. Oh, come on. Totally different beat. Oh man. Well, James 
uh, welcome back to Bass Edge Radio. As always, great to have you on here. Uh, before we jump off into the questions, are you getting sick of the, all the acronyms between MLF, BPT, BASS, FLW? Yeah, man. You know, it, it's not confusing to guys like us, but to the general public, there's a lot of confusion, all you, the acronyms. You, you feel and, like you're back in the military, don't you? Yeah, I can, I can roll them out. I mean, I can do it backwards. We can half-step it. We can double-time it. We can, we can do whatever with it. I'm well adversed in adversity. Real quick, Aaron, we were talking in, in some earlier segments of the show, like, um, you know, just a, a week and a half, two weeks ago, you know, you got the MLF going on Chickamauga, you got FLW going on in Cherokee, and you got the Elite Series going on at Winya. I'm a junkie. Yeah, I know Watson's a junkie. I know Martin's a junkie. But man, yeah. I was tweaking hard, brother. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot going on. It is. You know what I wish would happen, to be honest with you? I kind of wish that we'd like uh, have some of these major title sponsors go to our place and say, hey, look, guys, don't stack so many on top of each other because right. we want to support you all. Yeah, so. everybody, everybody's supporting everybody. I think they'll get it all settled in. You know, we're, we're all paving a new way here, so it's all good. Yeah. With that being said, concerning the Major League Fishing, what has the new league meant to you so far in 2019, James? Man, it's been great exposure for me. I've had some live time in the boat. The feedback from, you know, especially my fans has been great. I'm excited about it. I'm excited about the change. I've heard a lot of things, too, from diehard bass heads like us say, man, I can't get over the calling it the dink fest and this and that. I'm like, come on, guys. If you look at the best five bass that were weighed in out of the 80 pounds, that's still a 20-pound fish sack in there. Oh, yeah. We're catching big fish. You know, I told somebody just real smart ass the other day. I was like, yeah, I could have caught three six-pounders I saw on the bed the other day, but, I, you know, I wanted to stay in par with the general public's perception of fish. <laughs> so... I just didn't bother catching them. <laughs> I got the weirdest look from this dude. I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what I mean, dude. It's like, yeah. we don't intentionally not catch big fish. Yeah, I think the so, eight plus pounder that Littner caught, no way that helped him much in the uh, no, last event where he finished second. No, you know, that, that didn't no, help him. No. He, he, he should have caught 10 and one pounder, so he'd have been better exactly, off. Exactly. And I'm Such like, guys, thing. all we're doing is bringing a new strategy to the game that we all love and there's a it's just a new format it's a new strategy to it and instead of us just catching and throwing back that one we're going to weigh it to see if it weighs a pound if it weighs a pound it goes on our creel that's it and people are saying well you have a different approach yeah we do have a little bit of different approach instead of me going out and looking for five bites all day long which would make a horrible live television <laughs> right? <laughs> right people don't want to see us fishing People want to see us catch them. I agree a thousand percent. I'm looking for the day when we can get on YouTube, whatever, somebody's website, and the event starts at 2 p.m. and it ends at 5 p.m. and there's three one-hour periods and 40, 50 guys, somebody's going to wreck them, right? I mean, somebody's yeah. always wrecking them. So, uh, you yeah. know, and, and we've got a set established form where someone can just go out there and, and watch a three-hour event of bass fishing from start to end, and that yeah. will that's something to consider right there. 
But hey, yeah. look, Jamie, we could talk all day long about the MLF and Bass and FLW yeah. and what people's perceptions are. Let's talk a little bit all. about the bass fishing. Love them all. We all do. Let's talk a little bit about the bass fishing. No matter what you're fishing, the balance beam of good versus bad, you know, having a couple extra ounces here or there, you can't really tell you until you put it on the beam. And from a perspective, yeah. you can't tell how an angler season is going until you really dial it in and put it on the beam. You can see someone and think, well, you know, they're having a terrible year or they're way off, you know, in left field or they're not doing, you know, what they need to be doing to do well. And let's talk about your season so far in 2019. Yeah. Yeah. Stats, not what James Watson wants, not what we expect of James Watson. But have you really been that far off the teeter-totter, off of that balance beam to having a good first half of the MLF BPT tour versus a little tougher go? Well, I don't think I've had that. I mean, I look at my stats. I look at the fact that I have not made a paycheck. I look at the fact that I'm 74th out of 80, and it's terrible. But I look back, and I look at the room for error is so minute in an 80-man field versus a 170-man field that I'm right, used to. Right. It's very minute. You don't have room to boat flip all those bass. You better get down and grab all of them because you can't make up for that lost fish. And this year, other than Florida, the very first event, which I love Florida. I have good track record in Florida, not so good on Kissimmee, but good track record in Florida in general. I didn't have a clue in Florida. I did not figure anything out. All the other tournaments, Conroe, Great first day, absolutely atrocious second day. You know, kind of missed the mark, didn't know about the lily pads because I never saw them in the day and a half I pre-fished. All I need to catch was 10 pounds the second day. How hard is it when you have a 16-ounce fish you got to weigh in to catch 10 pounds in a day for guys that fish 200-plus days a year? Shouldn't be that difficult. I didn't get it done. Missed it. Had one bite all day long. Turn around, next event, had a uh, shaky first day, caught a few big ones, jumped off one good fish. It would have helped me. Second day of competition, I go out there, I run amok and catch them real good, fall a little bit short. Right. And you're talking about like three pounds. You're talking about two bites. Two bites, you go from 20th place to, I don't know, 31st or something. I'm talking two bites that I just didn't get in the third period. So I'm like, I can't get too down on myself as an angler. And then here at the last event, or where we just come from Chickamauga, probably in, in all my career, I learned more this last week at Chick than I've ever learned before about chasing bass on fluctuating water. Tidal water was easier than Chickamauga was for me. <laughs> right. And uh, I had a great practice for once, and, and I'm a terrible practice person, but I got the clues, and I'm like, I'm going to wreck them. Went out the first day of competition, water's up a foot higher, never got a bite on my bait that I've been catching them on and getting bites on, and then uh, made the rotation the second day of competition, the lake's back down again again where it was when it's a practice and i've reckoned come up how many bites short four bites four bites short of making a paycheck so i'm talking about six bites and i should be right in the middle of things right now instead of damn near dead last it's amazing hearing an angler's story and and understanding where they've been throughout the competitive process as i mentioned in the question you know the balance beam is just i mean it's so narrow of a margin and uh, you don't really see that when you're just staring at standings but man when you talk to guys and realize you know what kind of trials and tribulations they've been through to be at that particular point the biggest key is to going forward right i mean what's done is done you're moving forward let's look forward a little bit james on that because you have to be literally salivating with looking downfield we've got smith lake 
Table Rock yep. and Grand Lake coming up on the MLF Bass Pro Tour schedule. What do you see coming, and how will you prepare? Because I know one of those are, you know, the one that's he sandwiched sees in dollar the middle. Bills. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. sees dollar bills coming. That's what he sees. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do. I do. I, I feel really good about it. I tell you, the best thing about the schedule is the time. I'm a terrible pre-spawn fisherman, guys. I am the worst pre-spawn fisherman on the circuit, bar none. I hate it. Get them bass on the beds and just get them off the beds. I can compete against anybody in these next tournaments. I got a good track record. I got a 50%. I got a 500 batting average here at Smith. I got a real good track record at Table Rock, post-spawn. And I got a good track record at Grand Lake. But that's always been pre-spawn. The only lake in the world that I really like to go pre-spawn fishing. But I'm looking forward to those events because, they one, I'm comfortable with them. And, two, they're post-spawn. I'm looking forward to it. Table Rock's not going to be quite ready for the spoon jacking deal. It's going to be too early because, hell, they're just now going on beds at Table Rock. But again, I'm looking forward to it. Grand Lake's going to be an offshore deal. I'm not an offshore type fisherman. Hopefully the water's up in the bushes and it'll give guys like me a chance to compete with the brush pilers and ledge guys. But really looking forward to it, especially here at Smith. Clear water is coming up. Spotted bass. I like to catch spotted bass. So. Dude, what is the deal with a spotted bass? Don't you think that they smell funny? They, they do, have a, but they pull I hard. Think the spotted bass is a distinct smell. Aaron, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, they're, you know, you know I, I can't Aaron. say, uh, I, I can't say that. I can't say I agree with that. Dude, dude, come on. Watson, you agree with me? Dude, they have some kind of distinct smell. Yeah, they're you, like you just kind of went weird on the third dove. I'm always going weird on this. Dude, I'm telling you, a spotted bass has a distinct smell. I don't know what it is. You have to check it out. When when you're on camera next week, when you're when you're cracking them, you have to sniff some spotted bass. I I think you're getting some coming out of your rain suit or something, dude. Dude, You need to ventilate the rain suit, man. All right, well, let's move down the line. James, let's talk about the scenario of pre-spawn spawn tournaments versus post-spawn early summer tournaments, right? Yeah. Um, you talked a little bit about the comfortability level with the post-spawn and early summer. What do you feel like you can tell Bass Edge Nation that your struggles are with the pre-spawn spawn? How do you feel like in the future you can adapt? And then let's move into talking about the positive success of your post-spawn early summer patterns and how that plays in your strengths. Well, I'm a visual fisherman. In pre-spawn, you're more of a electronics and contour type viewer fisherman. And <laughs> that's what gets me in pre-spawn is the migration that bass make. I'm not the best in the world at that migration of following them bass. Yeah, can I catch them at Table Rock and Lake of the Ozarks and around the house? Yes, because I've got all that history of knowing where they live and how they act and stuff there. But I get on the road on pre-spawn. I pray to go to Florida because I can catch pre-spawn bass when it comes to grass, with the exception of this year. I don't know how to explain it. You can look at my track record. I'm not a guy that makes the cups or the classics, but every three years or so, if I'm lucky, it's just I, I have a terrible inconsistency about me and uh, but every once in a while you get me in that opportunity especially in the fall i want to knock one out the park yes sir. out the park we've seen, we've seen that before so what are your successes yeah. and how does it play to your strengths with that post-spawn early summer behavioral patterns the post-spawn it's easier for me to track them because when they're up there spawning i see them and i kind of got a really good idea I don't know what it is. It may not make any sense to anybody, but if I can see him, I'm like, hey, yeah, they're there because I can see him. The post-spawn starts and the bass are still on the beds or still guarding the old beds or guarding fried. 
in Highland Reservoirs, you don't see the fry like you do in other places. The fry is there. You just can't see them. The water's too clear. They don't relate to hiding so much around boat docks on bodies. They just hide on the bank near old beds. If I can see them, I can catch them. When you can't see them anymore, I know exactly where they're going to be. They just moved out in their first stages, just in the first set of trees or something like that. And out comes the topwater fishing. And it all comes to confidence. I have the utmost confidence that I can compete against everybody in the world if I can have a topwater bait in my hand, whether it's a buzz bait, whether it's a plopper, whether it's a spook, whether it's a red fin, a wake shad, any of that. I know I've named off a lot of different companies' baits. There are like five different companies, but I love to throw a topwater bait, and I feel confident when I sling it out there that I'm going to figure out how to catch them, and that only happens in the post-spawn. Not so much pre-spawn. Yeah, well, you, you named a lot of baits, but all have their place and condition in the right situation, and, and that's a really important deal. Although the pattern might be the same, you're an expert at getting them to react, and that's why you know those baits and how they work and what conditions they play well in. James, hang right here. We're going to take a pause in the show. Let's power pull down. Bass Edge will return in a minute. Patented in 2000, perfected over years of testing and real-world punishment, the PowerPole is the ultimate shallow-water boat positioning tool. Swift, PowerPole deploys in seconds from anywhere in your boat. Virtually silent, PowerPole won't spook wary fish. Secure in strong currents or gusting winds in up to 8 feet of water. Engineered to take it with a lifetime unconditional replacement guarantee on the spike. PowerPole, swift, silent, secure. Visit PowerPole.com to find a dealer near you. Bass Edge presented in part by Mercury Marine returns with MLF Bass Pro Tour Pro James Watson in the Lucas Oil Angler Spotlight. That's right, Lucas Oil high-performance marine products for oil that surpasses all manufacturers' requirements. Make sure and visit the BassEdge.com store for free shipping. It works. James, we talked a little bit before the break about the post-spawn and the strong suit of yours is approaching in a large part of the country. You talked about a few key baits that you like to explore your options with. What keys are you visually looking for to find bass during that time of year? I'm looking at the bottom. I'm looking at how's the rock lay? Is it rock? Is it wood? You know, is there any bait activity? Is there a small amount or a large amount of fish chasing right now? And if they are chasing... What are they relating to? Are they just going down a bank? Are they out over deep trees? Are they off the long sloping points? Stuff like that. And, you know, I talk about being a visual angler. I talk about being a pattern angler. Andy Morgan said to me, oh, last year we were in the tank at uh, Cumberland and uh, on the FLW. And I look up at Andy and I say, man, what's a guy got to do to win one of these dang FLWs this time of year? He looked at me and said, Watson, he said, guys like me and you ain't never going to win these. We might catch them really good, but we can't beat a guy that's fishing spots. You and I are pattern fishermen, and we just can't beat a guy that's got a school of fish. And, I'm, you know, the light bulb come on. He's exactly right. You've got to be really fortunate, you know, instead of catching one six-pounder that day to win, you're going to have to catch two to beat Brian Thrift that's got a school of fish going. That, that's the way I look at it. I think it hit the nail on the head and kind of leads right into my next thought is, you know, James, about overcoming the obstacles of when you're talking about those bigger fish, like you say, you know, two six-pounders. You can't just catch one. You have to catch two. Well, this time of year during the behavioral cycle that you're speaking of, getting into that post-spawn period, what are the obstacles that you have to overcome and how do you do it uh, of a slow or methodical bite for the larger bass? Well, a lot of times in the post-spawn, in order to catch a bigger bass, you got to be willing to run a little more water than everybody else. you got to be able to really dial in what them fish are relating to. And where I come from, treetops. 
Treetops are a big player in post-spawn when they come off the bank. And when post-spawn is really ramped up and it's done, done, I'm not saying the very beginning of post-spawn, I'm saying two or three weeks into post-spawn, I start looking for the next obstacle or the next thing for them bass to start hiding on around my house, and that's boat docks. And that is their direct overhead cover, their shade, they feel protected. It's an ambush spot that they're hidden in, and it doesn't have to have a tree or brush pile under the boat dock. They relate to the shade. So I fish a lot of shade and post-spawn later in the day, and I fish a lot of open water in the beginning of the day in the low-light conditions over treetops. And again, just looking for that single little blow-up, that single little minnow to come up, then you, you run with it. And you put the bait in your hand, you cover as much water as you can to run into them bass. Well done, James. We've talked a lot of fishing today. I'd like to bring up your representing a Bass Edge sponsor heavily this year in the name of Megaware, Megaware Keelgar. Uh, I've, I've actually seen several anglers supporting Megaware products on their boat in the 2019 season. Tell us what you've seen and heard on the MLF BPT tour and what your personal opinions have been about Megaware products. Well, I've always been a Hambies. That is my kill guard. The Megaware kill guard, not only do they own Hambies, which is a, you know, it requires that to be glued into your boat. The do-it-yourself version is the Megaware kill guard. Is do-it-yourself. Anybody can do it. Clean the bottom of your boat or your kill off. Follow the simple instructions and add it on there. It's relatively inexpensive. And you can take and beach your boat right up on the boat ramp. And that's how I load and unload myself. I just drive my stuff right up on the boat ramp. People look at me and like, ah, you see people's looks in their face. Like, oh, my God, he's just running this fiberglass on the bottom. I love the Megaware Kill Guard and the Hambies. But I can tell you that almost all the MLF anglers, because Megaware Kill Guard is a sponsor of Major League Fishing, almost everybody's boat has a flex step on it as well on the trailer. And what's cool? about this flex step was one it's inexpensive and two it's easy to put on and three no more breaking your ribs jumping up in the grabbing something out of the middle of your, your boat <laughs> my, my ribs are well I, protected I, james <laughs> yeah yeah guys i've got my flex step. i set mine a little bit different on my boat than other guys other guys have applied it vertically to their boat trailer uh-huh. i have applied it horizontally to the stringer that runs across my boat trailer to the other side and it is in a fixed position where i don't have to adjust it it doesn't stick out any further than the fender on my trailer so right now and i'm outside actually and i got my foot leaned up against it i can with one step step up reach into the middle of my ranger boat here and grab something off the deck or even open my middle lid and it's just it's convenient and it's inexpensive and you know if anybody like me travels all over the country or or heck you just you're a weekend angler and you don't like to break your ribs jumping in and out of your boat that flex step does a trick for you and you can put it on in a second you know i ain't getting any younger you know for you know for... that <laughs> and i ain't been getting any thinner either <laughs> did you notice that too james <laughs> no, did not notice that. Oh, come on. You haven't been checking out my figure? What's up, bro? Uh, <laughs> anyway, that's another story. Um, <laughs> I'll leave that to Aaron. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah. Moving those on. Two fa- <laughs> so, so moving on to those two factors for me are what make the flex step outside of affordability and ease of installation like James already mentioned. Those two factors for me, you know, not getting any younger and not losing any weight, that makes it all the worthwhile for me every yeah. day to Sunday. And, and uh, it's saving my knees, man. I, I don't know how many people you I bet. know that have blown out a knee trying to jump out of a boat or find a step on a trailer. That's another thing, finding the step. 
Now, me, because Megaware Gilgard, they take care of me. I got two. So I got one on both sides. So I got one. You step off uh, the driver's side of my Ranger boat, and I got the spare tire. Right. And then right below the spare tire is my Megaware Flex Step. So talk about easing in and out of your boat and stuff like that. I don't get to take my dad fishing as much as I'd like because I'm not home to do it, but it makes it easy for, for older folks to get in and out of your boat and safer. Right, right. Well, you know, I thought it was important to highlight this. Of course, you know, Bass Edge and Megaware have been partners for eternity, essentially. And uh, But yep. I thought it was and great thank, to see. Thank you for the introduction, by the way. Yeah, you know, I, I thought it was great to see all of the MLF, BPT anglers, you know, Bass Pro Tour, utilizing all the Megaware products, man. So it's great to see and all the advantages. And, and I hope all the consumers can see, you know, as well, what all these professional anglers are seeing as uh, just a positive influence on their fishing experience from the products of Megaware. So okay. James, let's jump over to our listener question real quick. Okay. This listener question is brought to us by Nitro Performance Bass Boats. Matthew Fitzgerald asks this question. My local lake is 13 feet high currently, so everything I once knew about the lake is hidden. I fish off a paddleboard and do not have electronics. I was wondering how should I approach this situation as I can no longer see the blowdowns and structure that I typically have success on. Ha <laughs> Well, what I would do, Matthew, being 13 foot high and being the springtime, I would go, if it's a normal lake and not a real flat like Chickamauga is, that water comes up, go with the water and go towards the bank and pick up a floating worm or pick up a pow stick, electric strike pow stick, wacky rig, and go up and throw that at sawdust or pick up a frog and throw that up there on the shallowest of cover and what we call sawdust, all that floating stuff that gets caught in the back of a pocket. Those bass are wanting to spawn in They'll go up shallow with it, and you can throw something floating worm, wacky-style, Cinco-style bait, or frog, and they'll be up in the shallows to shallows because they want to be up there to do their thing. That's good information. Hey, I just had a thought, too, concerning Matthew's question. I think we should have James and Kurt each get on a paddleboard and have a contest. First, you got to paddle five miles out to your fishing spot, and then you got to be able to fish. <laughs> Is he trying to kill us? <laughs> That's exactly what you're trying to do. Yeah. All right, yeah, well, my arms would fall off. Yeah. I think we should utilize Aaron as our kicking maneuverable mechanism right. hanging off the back yeah. while we're standing on top. That's correct. But I know Aaron well enough, he'd flip both of us off of our paddleboard. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. You, you ever yeah. see me in a canoe? I sure as heck can't operate a paddleboard. So, well, James, thanks, oh, thanks for answering uh, that question. And Matthew, thank you for sending that in. Uh, great thought there. Uh, certainly want you to be sure and get your prize, but we need something else from you, and that's to go on to BassEdge.com. Click on the Claim Your Prize segment, put in your personal information, and we will send out the Bass Edge gift directly to your doorstep. And always a reminder to Bass Edge listeners to send in your questions to the website, BassEdge.com, to have a shot at winning another gift from Bass Edge Radio. In the following episodes, you may also email us, support at BassEdge.com, or leave us a comment on our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter media pages. Well, James, as always, love your candor. Always enjoy having you on the show. Uh, appreciate our friendship. We go way back. And I thought of this uh, when I figured out that you were actually going to be on the show. I, I meant to tell you this a couple weeks ago, but I thought of a new name for you, a new nickname. It's going to be, oh boy. It's gonna be James No Filter Watson. 
and <laughs> so anyway, any final thoughts for Bass Edge Nation before we shut it down? No, guys, I appreciate uh, the, all the guests that you guys have. You guys got a great show. I encourage people to dial in to Bass Edge Radio. Check it out because every time you get an angler like me on, even though you're not on the water, you're going to learn something. Just listen to it. And if you didn't catch it, rewind it and listen to it again. I appreciate you guys having this show, making uh, an opportunity for an angler like me to showcase some of his talents. Very little of the talent I have, but a lot of products that I do have to, to pimp out. James, is always fun making memories with you, my bud. We are going to send you off with our final segment, four last questions for you. And let me just what? throw out there, Kurt, you might want to explain. There's probably not a lot of people that go up and down for I'm not explaining. Okay. I'm, right. okay. I'm not explaining nothing. I just want to know what is, guys, what is your fighting. favorite flavor of Uranus fudge? Oh, my gosh. I am glad you asked. My favorite flavor of fudge from Uranus is the Heath. Got Heath. Heath bar in it. Got Heath bar. And well, the good thing I don't eat Heath bars, so you don't have to worry about my. <laughs> <laughs> You're not oh going to go in there and buy all of it today. So, so what Aaron's referring to is Uranus Fudge is a is a fudge shop on on uh, 44. They're traveling yep. through Missouri. So uh, next time, 163 mile marker, exit 163, right there near Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri. Uranus, <laughs> Missouri. There you go. So make sure you stop by Uranus Fudge and uh, get the Heath Bar flavor and let them know J M F. W sent you on to the next yeah. question. What does the MF stand for in your initials? J M F W. Well, the MF depends on uh, where you're at and uh, your uh, age, but mostly it stands for more fish. More fish. Very good. Um, I like that. Mr. I like that. Fanatical. <laughs> Mr. Mostly fantastic. I can go on and on. You did a phenomenal job of keeping that at PG rating. I am so proud. Most phenomenal. All right. Most phenomenal. I like that. What color worldwide hat is best selling in your e-commerce store? Oh, the best selling is the gray and black flat bill. Flying off the shelf. If there was no MLF, this is our last question, which, you know, could be a travesty. But if there was no MLF and you could choose to fish Bass or FLW, what organization gets the talents of JMFW? Well, we'll fish both of them if they'd let me, but I'd have to, I'd have to say FLW. There you go. Yep. James, as always, a wonderful interview, a wonderful time hanging out. Best of luck in your upcoming events. We are going to be rooting for you, looking for you at the top of the standings. Bass Edge Radio will return in a moment. You know the importance of protecting your investments. So why use anything else other than the original and toughest DIY keel protector for your boat? MegaWare Keel Guard. Grinding sand, abrasive rocks, and concrete ramps are no match for our exclusive contoured edge and patented technology. MegaWare Keel Guard keel protectors are made tough and made to stick. Their do-it-yourself installation takes less than an hour, providing the longest-lasting, most dependable keel protection for your boat. Guaranteed for life. Developed specifically by boat builders, offering the best keel protection in the industry. Also for MegaWare Keel Guard, Skeg Guard, Flex Step Pro, and Pontoon Guard. So give your boat the performance edge. Put on the protection the pros pick. MegaWare Keel Guard. Patented in 2000, perfected over years of testing and real-world punishment, the Power Pole is the ultimate shallow-water boat positioning tool. Swift. 
PowerPole deploys in seconds from anywhere in your boat. Virtually silent. PowerPole won't spook wary fish. Secure in strong current or gusting winds in up to eight feet of water. Engineered to take it with a lifetime unconditional replacement guarantee on the spike. PowerPole. Swift. Silent. Secure. Visit PowerPole.com to find a dealer near you. Aaron, I like James. He's a great guy. You know, I've really gotten to know him over the last several years, fishing Major League Fishing Select events for several years with James. And then uh, the last few years before he went to the Major League Fishing Tour, we, we fished the uh, FLW Tour together, and uh, we got a lot of mutual friends. James, a lot of fun, man. Fun interview. Great information. Yeah, certainly. And I meant what I said, the thing that I appreciate about him. Of course, I've known James for a long time. We date way back, being both from Missouri and fishing a lot of the same lakes, a lot of the local stuff down through the years. But uh, I appreciate his candor, his transparency. You don't ever have to worry about what he's thinking. And he certainly will tell you what he doesn't know, which is uh, highly respected from the education side of the seats that we set in. But uh, great interview. And I'm also glad that he's part of MegaWare. Uh, I think he's a great representation, you know, concerning that. With that being said, though, Kurt, hard to believe another episode has passed us by. We are already done, completed with the May 1st episode. Next one up, episode 304 on May 15th. Just want to remind everybody, be sure to stay abreast of all things Bass Edge through all the social media and the website. Also, while we're talking about MegaWare Keelguard, don't forget, you can save 15% by simply typing in the coupon code BASSEDGE, all capitalization. Type that in. It's going to save you 15% right off the purchase. For Kurt Dove, I am Aaron Martin. So long, everybody, and we look forward to talking with you again May 15th. The Edge is presented by MegaWare Keelguard. For more information on Bass Edge or to shop at the Bass Edge online store, visit BassEdge.com and be sure to join Kurt Dove and Aaron Martin right here on another episode of The Edge, brought to you in part by Nitro Boats, Lucas Oil, ProtectTheHarvest.com, Mercury Marine, Lowrance Electronics, PowerPole, and Rapaholic.com. 